G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Charles Newington, who is the National Director of Family Voice Australia. Charles, a special welcome back. Thank you, Neil, and you too. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Charles, uh, you've picked on a topic or two today which really take us into uh, some extra depth than most of us might be used to uh, when we're talking about some of the things that are going on in Australia right now. And uh, I want to start with some reports on child exploitation uh, involving either Australian victims or offenders. And the numbers, when we talk child exploitation, are increasing and increasing and, in fact, nearly doubled this last year. Uh, what are your impressions about what's happening so far as child exploitation in Australia? The Australian Federal Police uh, are very, very concerned about the escalation of this problem. Uh, they are saying things, and the Assistant Commissioner, Debbie Platts, who's responsible for this area and the spokesperson, talks about the, the number of people that are offending have it's escalated beyond their ability to arrest people you know it's like too many too many perpetrators but the particular number you're talking about is that um uh, that the re- the reports of child exploitation involving australian victims or offenders uh, nearly doubled last year to 18,000 and yeah. e- e- each one of them pot- potentially re- uh, relates to hundreds of images, videos and live streams on, on the internet. Uh, she that, said the mat- yeah. it's just the material is getting so violent and uh, victims are getting uh, younger and younger. So we, we're seeing this thing kind of um, escalating in its gravity. Too many people for police to even follow up, uh, to be arrested, to be brought to any justice. Uh, that's disturbing in itself, Charles. It is very disturbing. Uh, And the main problem here, uh, when we're talking internet, uh, is around this thing we call the dark web. Uh, What are your thoughts for the way the dark web seems to be escalating? Well, the the, the internet, as most of us experience it, sometimes called the surface web or the clear web, is uh, the normal normal web where uh, websites are registered with... um, uh, search engines like uh, Google or whatever, uh, and um, uh, but there's another section uh, of things out there on the internet that are not registered in that way, and they uh, are not registered either because they are things like um, they are um, you know commercial products that um, that a company has got its data stored on or something like that, and it's just a, just a commercial product, or they are criminal products. And these criminal products require that you have particular software or, or, or some kind of uh, keys to the encryption to get into them. And and generally, they are just full of bad and dangerous uh, material. And and that's the, the thing is that if you it's it's not it's not hard to get into that web. It's hard to get out of it, but it's not hard to get into it. And it's full of terrible. 
terrible material. And Charles, technology continues to increase. We're seeing advertising on our screens now saying, uh, you know, welcome to 5G technology. And it's not just the Western world that will have this access to the uh, higher technology, but uh, there are those around the world. And as I understand it, uh, another billion people with 5G technology uh, in the developing world are going to have access to uh, these webs too. So when we talk about the way that uh, child exploitation is escalating and beyond what the police can keep up with, uh, then that is, uh, that's uh, an, a, a terrible story to tell for what's coming in the years to come. Yes, when you think about the way in which uh, sort of, we tend to think, don't we, that sort of pornography is kind of shaken down and it's found its place in our society and most people might uh, might dabble a little bit with it, but they don't become addicted to it or whatever. Uh, but in for this billion people that are about to come online um, in this in this with 5G, which gives them this huge capacity to to just go global. Um, for them, this material is kind of, just imagine its shock capacity, you know, to be, you know, one day you're just sort of um, conducting your normal life um, and then all of a sudden you can see violent sexual imagery and and the more you, I mean, the, 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 the shock of it and the addictive uh, kind of voyeuristic quality of it, the way in which it just sort of, it, 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 you, you, you know, you, you hate what you're looking at, but you keep wanting to look at more, that type of thing for millions of people is is um, that that's what's around the corner and um uh, and the corrupting influence of this kind of thing what it does to a person's sense of values to to be watching children particularly being so violently abused and and murdered i mean it's it goes to that extreme that that that, that, the, that the actual death of the children is is filmed and uh, so we're talking about um we're talking about a kind of a a deep change in the what we might call the spiritual and psychological tone of our culture, uh, that's, uh, of our global culture. We'll enlarge on that in just a few moments. Uh, just to connect Australia into all of this here, Charles, because uh, as technology increases and uh, there's a billion more users, uh, 5G technology and the increase uh, on the dark web uh, of all of this child exploitation. Uh, from what I understand, uh, 50% of the illicit material seized by the Australian Federal Police uh, actually featured an Australian victim. So uh, so this is on the increase in Australia too. Yes, it, it is. Uh, that's right. You're right to, to, to bring it home to us. Um, I think a lot about the victims uh, and their families um, you know, as this becomes part of the new normal, you know, isn't that a horrifying thought that this is part of the new normal that the people that that we that we live among that, that more and more of them will experience this kind of um, you know the risks and dangers to their children being uh, uh, being um, you know tracked on the internet and and having pedophiles and others are tra- uh, trying to draw them into terrible things. Uh, and th- this is the new normal, and um, 5G makes that that, that much more uh, uh, available. And, and so we've got to be very careful with 5G as it comes on. The technology, you know, the, our regulators have got a huge task to do to make sure that 5G works for the good of society and not for the uh, for the, the ill of society. Charles, we're reminded here 
that this is not an innocent world that we live in. Uh, We're reminded here that the church is God's idea, that's his institution for bringing wholeness to people. And I wonder whether you've got some thoughts on how the church and Christian ministries need to adapt to be able to minister to a public at large uh, who are being affected so dramatically by some of this material. What are your thoughts? Well, uh, you know, I've been involved in church life for, for many years, and I, I, I see, recognize, and understand why local churches want to try to keep church life kind of a clean and sane and moderate and, uh, and comfortable. Um, um, the world is difficult enough, and so the, 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 all the instinct is to try to make it as, as comfortable and homely and, and family-friendly as possible. But the world in which the church now lives is, is a world uh, that is not innocent, and, um, and so the people that really need the Lord, these people have often got very deep and disturbing uh, personal stories. And... Um, the church needs to be flexible and find new ways of of helping people make the journey out of the dark web, as it were, you know, that, uh, in which they've become entangled. And uh, and um, so this is it's not just the regulators that are being outrun by the pace of of uh, of, of criminality, you know, under the wickedness of humankind. Uh, the church is also being outrun uh, because you know who's ready for this. Um, and so th- that's my thinking that that, that uh, this is this is the, the the way that we walk, and thankfully our God and and His grace and the power of the Holy Spirit is sufficient for this. It's it's for us to learn how to function and operate in a new dark world. And so what we might anticipate uh, when we talk about that expression is the darkness gets darker, the light gets brighter. Uh, what we might anticipate here, Charles, is the idea that uh, there's going to be dramatic deliverance, dramatic and even miraculous uh, ways that people are set free from some of these issues. And it's going to take uh, very courageous church leaders and people in church life, Christian believers who want to be ministering in this area. Uh, but people will be freed, but it's going to take a, a little bit of a, you know, taking the church to a new level, the way ministry happens. Yes, I, I've, I've got a lot of confidence in God, <laughs> you know, the way in which he, he chooses his instruments. He chooses the people that can work in an environment like this. But I, I would I like to encourage us. I mean, we when we track, um, you know, the history of the church in modern times, uh, we really need each other, don't we? Uh, those people that are working in difficult environments, they need a church, a group of people that really know them, that understand them, that uh, to whom they can trust their souls, as it were, uh, that the, the, they will be prayed for and covered. Um, you know, a friend of mine, his his brother's been working in the um, in the Queensland task force uh, of um, of this kind of stuff, and um, it's been a very personal story to hear the kind of thing he has to deal with. Um, and not as a Christian man, but he's got to deal with this horrible stuff. And you know, he frequently comes to my mind, and I pray for him, and I pray that God would keep him and and sustain him. You know, and and uh, because you know, who wants to? Who wants to even talk about this? But this is um, this is the nature of um, of of our world today. 
Charles, there is a related issue that's been in the news, especially over this past week. A lot of uh, focus has been on Westpac Bank and the idea that Westpac turned a blind eye uh, to this idea of cross-border payment platforms uh, that didn't reach the standards of scrutiny that we might expect or that was expected under the regulator. Uh, and that's all around this issue of child exploitation material. So uh, brings it really uh, close to home with something on this scale. Uh, what are your thoughts about what's happened this past week? Yes, well, you can, you know, when I think about this, uh, the way in which the media has handled this, and, and, and you know, I, I, I value the fact that they've been, they've been discreet in it. Um, uh, but when you make the connection between what's actu- what they're actually, what they've actually permitted, you know, through their banking system, uh, the funding of a child exploitation in the Philippines, um, it, it's, it, it's not just a banking transaction. It's it's people's lives. It's it's a very critical component in enabling terrible inhuman treatment of children, and so um, uh, it, it it can't be dismissed as just a, a, a you know a technical error, um, a failure to report. It's it's a much more powerful and important thing. And uh, and I, I I was struck by the fact that. Um, you know, the, the Westpac Bank, one of the great ironies is that the Westpac Bank was the second institution to be registered in, in Australia in, in, in 1817, and the first institution was the Bible Society, and it was registered only a few weeks before the Westpac Bank, but the boards were virtually identical. The same people that registered the Bible Society re- registered the Westpac Bank, Bank of New South Wales, you know, uh, 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 back then, and it, it was... It was, um, you know, how how the world has changed. Uh, Paul Kelly, in in, in his great uh, commentary this week, he he talks about the, um, uh, this loss of virtue, and and he's worth quoting. He says Westpac has been misled and deluded by its virtue signalling. It has laboured hard and long for action on climate change. It funds renewables. It preaches LGBTI and diversity rights yet it cannot meet its core responsibilities in terms of international transactions. But it has created an identity for itself as an obsessive moral guardian of progressiveness. This distortion of true virtue needs to be elevated in lights before all Australians, and that's what we do today. We elevate this. This distortion of virtue is something that needs to be elevated so people realise that progressiveness is a, is, a, is a distortion of virtue uh, and, um, uh, and Kelly goes on, uh, of course, but uh, he, d- he does raise the question for us. Well, if, if, if progressiveness is not true virtue, what is? Powerful thought on what true virtue is. And uh, just before we tackle that, uh, which is such an important thing to talk about, let me just say uh, just how significant uh, it's reported uh, the Westpac uh, transgression is here. Uh, as I understand it, they allowed something like 19.4 million transfers, totaling yes. as much as $11 billion uh, on what should have reported, and uh, as I understand it, uh, Oztrack uh, tracks those sorts of issues to do with terrorism and child exploitation. And so what Westpac is standing accused of is allowing this child exploitation to just run rampant. 
But when we talk about what this idea, uh, true virtue, is, uh, people are confused these days because if you take God out of the picture, uh, virtue becomes chaotic. What are your thoughts here on what true virtue is, Charles? Well, we're familiar, aren't we, with the language of values. Uh, that This is exactly, you're right, it's exactly what happened. Society decided that it would not talk about virtue because virtue had such a long history of association with God. Virtue is, in fact, a reflection of the nature of God in man. So when we see something in somebody else, you know, a selflessness, when we see a mercifulness, when we see an act of justice and kindness that goes beyond the norm, we say that's godlike, that's virtuous. And, 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 and society isn't comfortable with that idea at all. The progressives are not comfortable with that idea. They just want to talk about what we value rather than our character. And, and so virtue for Christians and, and, for, and for the Judeo-Christian tradition as a whole is actually the nature of God. Who is this God that we say exists and what is he like? And that's the challenge. If we say, well, I don't believe in God, then what we're left with is we're left with this massive moral vacuum and we have to say, well, then where do we go for some sort of moral guidance? Do we go to man? Do we say um, we must look at human nature? And so we land up by making statements like, well, you know, I believe in the goodness of man. Um, But man is a confusing amalgam of good and evil. I mean, what's been happening, what happens on the dark web and what's been happening in, 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 in Westpac is a reflection of man. And, uh, and that's a dangerous and confusing basis to build a society upon. And that's, that's where secularism is leading us. It's leading us to a, a virtueless uh, a desert, to a, a, a moral wilderness. Uh, and you can't build a society on that. Well, Charles, I know that there'll be so many listeners who will resonate with the things that you're saying. And uh, honour to you and the team at Family Voice Australia because you are constantly uh, battling away to get those virtues into the limelight uh, to help people understand that those virtues that we have as Christian believers based on a biblical foundation, based on our understanding that God is there and he is active and interested in us today, uh, those things so important. I want to point people to the Family Voice website uh, where you can make a deeper connection with Charles Newington Uh, Find out what Family Voice Australia is all about, Uh, important issues that we've been talking about today. And I know, Charles, you're fearless when it comes to getting into some of these deeper things and uh, so appreciate that about you when we talk each week. Familyvoice.org.au. That's familyvoice.org.au. Charles Newington, thanks so much for joining us once again today on 2020. Well, thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.